With us today is uh, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and uh, he was also CIA director and uh, a congressman from this great state of Kansas. Uh, Mr. Secretary, uh, what a mess the world is in. Where do you want to start this Sunday morning? You know, John, as I, I, I stare at what's going on, the thing that threatens America just most immediately is the fact that we have today literally thousands and thousands of people, mostly uh, single males, fighting age males coming across our border in the South, and no one in the Biden administration is remotely taking this seriously. And it presents this presents decades-long problems when you begin to now the numbers after months become hundreds of thousands, and after a year or two become millions of people who we don't know who they are, we don't know what their intent was in coming across the border. Uh, they don't want to be part of the American fabric. They bring with them drugs. They bring with them remnants of cartels. They bring with them, in some cases, connections to terrorist organizations. We see what it's doing to America's biggest cities, no longer just our southern border. This is, this is the nature. When you don't protect the basic rule of the law uh, and sovereignty of the United States of America, you present, you present challenges that will go on for decades. And we know how to fix it. This is not an unsolvable problem. We simply have an administration that refuses to take seriously the risk to America from having a wide open southern border. Uh, and uh, I think the Democrats are, uh, uh, the, there's some division going on right now, So because some of them are standing up and saying enough is enough. Uh, uh, I had Governor Abbott in my, uh, uh, in my office last week and in our studio, and he was in New York, and I said, why don't you meet with, with Mayor Adams? I mean, maybe you guys could work it out. And uh, it, it's just one big mess, especially that uh, Texas border, and I feel... Uh, bad for the uh, people in uh, uh, in Texas. Uh, what else do you know? So let's let's think too, right? We have another place where America is at risk. It's a result of a challenge that's being presented today by Vladimir Putin. I know some in the Republican Party say this looks like an endless quagmire. I totally get that, but if it's the case that we allow Vladimir Putin to dominate Ukraine, he won't stop there. It will impact all of Europe. That impacts people back in my home state of Kansas, people in California, people in Illinois, and Missouri, all across America in ways that President Biden, frankly, hasn't fleshed out for us. And it, it was his failure. It was President Biden's failure to deter Vladimir Putin that has now created huge inflation, huge risk, depleted stockpiles of ammunition, killed innocent Ukrainian children. And that is a black mark on the Biden administration. I, you know, they pat themselves on the back and say, look how good we're doing now. Truth of the matter is, when the Trump administration, we stopped that. We stopped Vladimir Putin from invading Europe. And we looked weak after you know the debacle of Afghanistan. And Putin thought it's time to roll. And sadly, now we're having to figure out how to way to scratch it all back. Uh, understood. And uh, we, you know, and I've been saying all over media that we're the ones supplying the uh, money to uh, Putin because... Uh, when when last week uh, oil was approaching $95 a barrel, Russia was making a billion dollars a day and using that money to, uh, for the Ukraine and for, for the African wars. No, we've gotten the economics on this wrong, completely wrong as well, John. Uh, your point is correct. Here we sit on a Sunday morning. Here, here we sit with a set of sanctions that, frankly, has benefited Vladimir Putin far more 
that has benefited those of us who are trying to stop his aggression. Uh, they're filled. The, the, the sanctions are like Swiss cheese. They're easily worked around. Uh, we've now connected the Chinese Communist Party to Vladimir Putin in ways that will benefit those two economies. So we've, we've kind of gotten that end of this wrong. I'm, I'm convinced that today in Moscow, ordinary citizens don't even know this war is going on. We have not imposed real costs on the Russian leadership in a way that will convince Vladimir Putin of the one thing we have to convince him of. You have to convince him that he's going to lose and we're going to win. Just like Ronald Reagan said, we win, they lose. He doesn't believe that. He thinks we're weak. He thinks we will roll over. And when that's the case, he's going to stay at this. See, this is what I couldn't understand what President Biden was doing when uh, uh, Putin and Russia cut uh, supplies of oil to cause the prices to go up. OPEC did, did it at the same time. Well, on, on the way back from uh, uh, Japan, uh, uh, President Biden stopped in Alaska to make cuts over there. That's what caused the oil to go up to $95 a barrel. <laughs> it's crazy. We, we know this, John. The world depends on America to produce energy, affordable energy, and we've stopped doing it. You know, we tell, we tell companies you can't invest in oil and gas because you're going to violate some climate change pledge. We tell the drillers, the people who make this energy go in southeast Louisiana and places like Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas, we tell them, no, you're evil. We need a powerful, robust American energy, affordable energy, and when we do that, It'll be good for jobs here in America. We'll have lower costs for gasoline to heat our homes, all of the things that benefit Americans, and we'll be a leader in the world, and we will deny the the dictators of the world, folks like Vladimir Putin, the capacity to generate enormous wealth to do harm to our very interests. It is uh, horrible. We can't even make it up. Uh, uh, Mr. Secretary, um, uh, it it seems like, uh, you know, China is supplying... uh, the fentanyl to the Mexican gangs that are bringing it up to the United States and killing, I think, in the last 12 months, like 110,000 Americans. Uh, can't we put our foot down with China and say, guys, you know, do whatever you want, but you don't send it, don't send the poison to us? Uh, of course we could, in the same way that we could have pushed back on them and imposed real costs because of the virus that they spread around the world that killed millions of people, we could do the same thing with these chemicals that become that are the ingredients, the precursors for fentanyl that are now destroying communities all across America. We could make clear to the Chinese Communist Party that there will be real costs. We know how to impose them, real costs, if you keep doing things that are going to destroy families and communities in America. But the Biden administration refuses to do that. And, you know, the open border where we began is a part of it. But the Chinese Communist Party shipping these products into Mexico so they can be manufactured there is another significant piece. And if you got both ends of that right, John, you'd save thousands and thousands of American lives. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Now, last week, uh, the, the, what happened in Washington caused, uh, uh, the speaker, Kevin McCarthy to, 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 uh, resign the speakership. 
um, or he got he got outvoted. What what you hear about what's going on in Washington? I mean, this gang of eight that that uh, held uh, the Republican Party hostage. I mean, it's 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 wrong, and it it seems like. Uh, maybe that uh, Kevin McCarthy, the speaker, had a deal with the Democrats that they did not honor that day they, because of solving the problem on the budget, that something they, they would solve the problem with the same people that voted equally on the budget would vote for him. Have you heard anything like that? So I've seen that reporting, and I've talked to a couple of folks. I'm not sure how much truth there is to that. might, might be true. Here's what I do know for sure. There were 200-plus Republicans who all believed, by the way, many of them, uh, conservatives like me, right, like Representative Jim Jordan and uh, a whole bunch of the folks who I always knew were focused on taking care of families, reducing spending, all the things that really matter. Um, they voted to keep Kevin McCarthy, and uh, you know, eight folks decided that they were the most important people in the world and not the conservative movement. So I hear all these names. It's, for me, it's not about people and personalities, but it's about how do, you, how do we do what America needs us to do and to create the chaos that has flowed from this last week. I don't see how that furthers that objective. I think it was an enormously egotistical thing for those eight people to do. And I think, frankly, it, it sets back the conservative movement in ways that we probably don't even fully appreciate. I am confident that Nancy Pelosi and the current Democrat leader, Hakeem Jeffries, are thrilled at what happened last week, and they voted alongside those same eight. Every Democrat voted with those eight people to do precisely what you have. If it's all the Democrats and eight Republicans, that's bad for America. That's And uh, what, what happened was all the investigations have come to a stop. All, all of that. Um, we still don't fully appreciate how much damage may well have been done. I hope, I hope the leadership, I hope the Republicans and conservatives get back uh, and we get order and be, can begin to do what it is the American people asked us all to do. The American people just want the truth, and uh, and, and that's what they're looking for. And uh, the, the legal system in our country, uh, it seems like uh, uh, a lot of these lawyers did not take uh, their ethics class. I mean, <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very disappointed in that. Yeah, it's uh, it's tragic to see what's going on inside the Department of Justice, the senior leadership at FBI. Many of these folks are, in fact, lawyers, seeing what's happened in some of these prosecutions. Uh, they, they don't understand the, the, the damage they're doing to the institutions that they claim to be part of. Uh, you know, again, it's for me, it's never about one person, one woman, one man. It's just it's about these institutions and the fact that you're right. People have now done these things that are absolutely crazy that would have not happened um, the, the Democrat Party from even 10 years ago wouldn't have thought about doing what these district attorneys are doing all across the country, allowing crime to run rampant. It is indecent and it's absolutely dangerous. And we need to and I'm convinced we will. We need to get our country back into a place where common sense once again prevails. I agree 100 um, uh, percent. We got a minute left. What, would you, what else would you like to tell the American people? You know, I'm, I'm optimistic. We're going to go through an election season here in the next 13, 14 months. I hope everyone who's uh, listening this Sunday morning will pray, think, be with their family, and then remember what, we, what we're about here in America is these traditional ideas of our Judeo-Christian founding. And when we get that right, when we, when we teach our kids math and reading and writing and fundamental American history, 
then America is going to be just fine. We're going to get another 250 good years, but it's because of the people who listen to your show and go out and, you know, take chili to the Sunday dinner, to the Wednesday night dinner, uh, lead their, coach their little league baseball team, all the things that make America great, I'm, I think are still in place. And I'm very confident we're going to be just fine if we all go work at it. Secretary uh, Mike Pompeo, thank you so much for uh, uh, all you do for our country and everything you've done in the future, and you keep continue to speak out for our country. Thank you, and we'll catch up with you again. Thank you, John. Thank you. Have a wonderful thank day, you. sir. You too.